Hello my survivor friend, this is Karina and I'm the host and creator of this podcast, Stroke Surviving the Odds. 24 years ago, I survived a brainstem resection that led to coma and a locked-in syndrome. But within my story right now, you're going to find all the tricks and hacks and all the views and different ways that I've had my perspective shift over the years. 24 years ago, there was no concept of Facebook, Instagram, and especially not podcasts. So I intend on using this platform to let you guys see the way my perspective shifted pre-stroke to post-stroke. How my life actually got better. So you are not alone here, my friend. I am here for you. My mission is, and always will be, to make one person feel better about their situation. Turns out that this podcast is number seven worldwide in the category of stroke survivors. I think I'm helping a little bit more than one person. And without you, my listeners, there would not be any stroke surviving the odds. So thank you. In my episodes, you're going to find topics such as letting go, safety, organization, motivation, efficiency, confidence, everything you need to know as a survivor. I had to figure out by myself. There was nobody back then for me. But like I said before, I am here right now. I'm starting season three, and I am so grateful and thankful that you are here with me right now listening because without you this show would not be the same i was actually very excited for today's episode it's about something that we all need to do whether you're a stroke survivor or not it doesn't make a difference but seeing that we are all stroke survivors it's doubly important I'm going to show you today the process of setting healthy boundaries and limitations without disrupting your life or the life of your loved ones, but making sure that you are going to be getting the most out of this whole thing. So that is going to be happening today. Grab yourself a coffee, grab yourself a glass of water, a glass of wine, wherever you are in the world. Come and have a seat with me today in my living room. And we are going to have a talk on boundaries and limitation today on Stroke Surviving the Odds. Before we get into the subject, I need to tell you guys, uh, since season three has started, I made myself a calendar and I planned out season three. Therefore, one episode a week, I like to do it on Sundays. It's my relaxing day. However, something happened this weekend and it kind of disrupted right away my mojo and I did not feel, I didn't want to deliver my podcast on Sunday and not be completely authentic and joyous and happy-go-lucky as I usually am. So I decided to wait. And what is that telling you? The fact that I'm telling you this, what did, what can you possibly learn from what I just said? You're going to be learning the same thing as me. That you have to trust 
your energy and your vibe and you have to be in a right mindset to do things you have to either put yourself in that right mindset or let it take its course let it wait tomorrow's another day that's something that i've had to learn and i am telling you now tomorrow's another day guys all right so let's do this can you guys tell me what is a boundary well i can tell you this a boundary is basically a no trespassing sign except it's invisible imagine you're going down a road and you see a uh, a sign that says no trespassing private property if you decide to go over the fence you're dis- disrespecting disrespecting the owner so when you the survivor you have boundaries that need to be respected and the no trespassing no trespassing by my experience is going to be up to you but by my experience you give someone anyone an inch they will take a foot therefore when you say no trespassing you have to mean no trespassing a limitation is when you say that's enough enough basta halas stasero that's when you, you you set the limit no more one thing that i've learned with uh, being a survivor is that if you're someone that hasn't been vocal and all of a sudden after the stroke you have become borderline aggressive in your way of talking it's going to come as a shock to people if you're someone like me who's an extrovert i was like that but i i've never been afraid but seems like now i became louder right after the stroke because my inside my heart wanted to be respected and i didn't know how to do that so i thought that by being louder it would make things better but it didn't but when you set boundaries and limitations you realize you don't have to be loud for some people it's all about becoming vocal but also for other people it's becoming an introvert you doubt yourself so much should i say this should i not say this but they mean well so i'm not going to say anything by fear of saying the wrong thing by fear of the other person thinking i don't love or care about them so i'm just going to let it fly and that is very often when people take advantage you see our family and loved ones they care so much your family loves you and they want to protect you they don't ever want you to go through that pain 
like I tell you often, every episode I talk about the tornado, you, the survivor, are the eye of the tornado. You suffered the most impact. But everybody around suffered the influence, suffered the impact also in a lighter way. All the degrees, all the aftermath. They're a survivor also. So in a way, your caregiver doesn't want you to ever have that pain again. They're also saying that they don't want that pain again. Do I make sense? You know what I think is beautiful about this? Is that the more you're going to be trusting yourself and trusting your judgment and trusting that when you say no, it's no, and it's with love, and when you have a limit, it's because something better is coming up. The more you're able to trust yourself, the more you're going to become confident And God knows, as a stroke survivor, we lose our confidence. I'm giving it back to you. I'm showing you tricks on how. And the more you're going to become confident, the more aware you're going to become. Being aware means that you notice, you catch yourself in the act. When you're thinking dark thoughts, you're saying, no, no, I am not going there. And you change, you shift your ideas. You know, having, having, uh, how can I say, being tolerate, being tolerate towards things. That's a whole different ballgame. Tolerating other people's behaviors. Let's get into that. Are you okay? Would you like some more coffee? Maybe a blanket. It is a little bit chilly in the room. Would you like a blanket? Guess who's sitting between us? Bella. Of course. My little Maltese. She's part of every episode. So this is the time where I tell you my angle on Facebook is Stroke Surviving the Odds underscore the pod page. And on Instagram, I am at SSPO underscore the podcast. Please, guys, I want to know where you're from, what can I talk about, what do you want to hear about. Don't be shy and let me know on one of my platforms. I am also going to provide you with a link of a voice um, on Anchor. You can leave me a voice message also. Let's get in touch. When you start accepting that what is, is, whatever happened, happened, it's done, no use crying over spill milk, it's going to become easier to tolerate things, tolerate behaviors in others, because you are going to be owning who you are, you are going to have more control over your own emotions, over your own thoughts. And you'll be able to understand that that's them and this is you. Having limits, guys, having limits is a form of protection for yourself. So there is a difference between 
boundary, limitation, and tolerate. There is a very big difference. But you need to know that all this is showing self-love to yourself. Obviously, it's self-love. <laughs> oh my God! Sometimes, isn't it funny the way we talk? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I want you to really trust yourself. So what I'm going to do is that I'm going to give you four questions that are going to help you set those healthy boundaries. These questions are really, really self-reflections. The faintest of ink, guys, is better than the best memories. I recommend you stop my podcast and you go get a pen and paper and you write these four questions down. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. So the first question I would like for you to ask yourself is what will I tolerate? What will I settle? What am I going to settle for? What am I willing to endure in a way that it's not going to be too disruptive? It's going to annoy me, but it won't be too disruptive. The second question is what do I need around me and why? Why do you need a specific person or a specific thing? I have a person in my life. I have uh, my friend Carol. She's my sounding board. She's my friend. We goof around. We talk about everything under the moon. But she is my sounding board. When I need to, someone to tell me my truth and tell me, listen, Karina, you're great, but this is what I'm seeing and I don't like it, I call Carol. So the question two is, what and who do I need around me and why? Question three is, what boundary do I need to set for myself? Ah, that's a good one. We always think it's always easier to point the finger somewhere else. But always remember that when we point the finger to someone else, there's always three more looking at us. It's very cliche what I just said, but it is so damn true. What boundary do I need to set for myself? So if you're someone who's not capable of holding on to your word, when you set a boundary or you tell your kid, no, you can't do this. I'm talking about, let's say, a teenage son. You can't do that anymore. You can't talk like that to me anymore. Because if you do, there's going to be consequences. And then your kid talks to you in a specific way that you told him not to. And you don't do anything about it. What do you think is going to happen? The kid's going to do it again. I know what I'm talking about. My mom did that with my sister. What boundary do I need to set for myself? How about if I say there's going to be consequences, there's going to be consequences. Your boundary is that you're no longer going to be tolerating that kind of behavior and that kind of language coming from your teenage son. And 
it's perfectly right of you to set that limit. Number four is what will I not tolerate anymore about myself? We can go back to number three. I will not tolerate, every time my son talks to me like that, it hurts my feelings. It makes me feel like shit. It makes me feel like I'm a crappy father or mother. And, and, and it really, really ruins my self-esteem. And I'm not going to tolerate my boy talking to me like that because I'm, I'm, I'm better than that and he's better than that. And I'm not going to tolerate myself accepting his bullshit anymore. And I am going to be respecting the boundary and the, the way I want him to respect me. Is that a clear example, guys? I hope I, hope I was clear on that. It's very, very easy on paper. And I did this. I took a class from one of my good friends a few years back. And that was a class on 2021. Uh, I think it was the 6th of January. It was a New Year's class. And these were the four questions that we had to reflect on. And I can honestly tell you that I cried when I when I really, really sat in my bed and figured it out, and I stuck to my guns, guys. It, that was the 6th of January, 2021, right? And um, after I did that, I took a year because my self-esteem was low, and I needed to get a kick in the butt. And I follow I was already following somebody on Facebook and I decided to really commit to emulating that person embodying that person because that person had every quality I wanted I knew I had but I wanted them back and I knew that by doing that it would help me set what we're talking about today it took me a year, but last last June, I moved. I changed my life. I changed my surroundings, my friends, my job, and and it's okay. It's what I needed to heal and to become the person that I said I was gonna be. The person that I will not tolerate anymore that bullshit about myself. And I am so happy right now. I am so happy. And and being rich has nothing to do with being happy. Be, being capable of running versus walking very slowly or even being in a wheelchair. Your happiness, is, your happiness is not defined by that, guys. When I tell you I'm happy, I don't want, I don't, I don't tell you that to make you shit. I and piss you off. I tell you that because that's how I feel. I still have my bad moments. I still have my bad days. I still trip outside in the snow. I still have trouble walking. I walk like a two-year-old sometimes in the snowbanks. 
and I bang my I bang in the corner of the wall still. But I'm happy. I I own my story. I love who I am. I'm I'm taking advantage of being here for a second time and making the best of it and correcting my wrongs. So in the past, I was always, don't do this, don't do this to me, I will not take it anymore, I was doing what my mom did, and I took that bullshit. No more, no more. I took a year to strengthen myself, to, to commit to listening to that person every day, to meditating 20 minutes a day every day, quieting my mind, writing my five grateful things every day that had to be different. I couldn't repeat my things. And the more I did it, the more I became who I wanted to become. Does that make sense? So I'm really happy you guys are here. I hope I gave you a couple of pointers, a couple of examples that are going to make your life easier. I'm going to leave you on this one. Know that this podcast is number seven worldwide in the category of Stroke Survivor Podcast and that we are listened to in 35 countries, seven continents, by myself and my little dog, Bella. (laughs) And now by you because you're with me right here. And I love you very much. And you've got this, man. You've got this. Give yourself a break. Trust yourself. And you're going to rock this. I love you very much and I'll see you soon.